Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart Podcast. Each week, we interview the best and brightest in physical therapy, wellness, and entrepreneurship. We give you cutting-edge information you need to live your best life, healthy, wealthy, and smart. The information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be used as personalized medical advice. And now, here's your host, Dr. Karen Litzee. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Karen Litzee, and today's episode is brought to you by NetHealth. NetHealth's outpatient EMR and billing software, Redoc, powered by XFIT, provides an all-in-one software solution with guided documentation workflows to make it easy for therapists to use and streamline billing processes to help speed up billing and improve reimbursement, which who doesn't want that? You can check out NetHealth's new tip sheet to learn four ways that outpatient therapy providers can increase patient engagement in 2020. Just go to go.nethealth.com slash patientengagement2020. All right, now on to today's episode. I'm really excited to have Dr. Dominic Fabroni on as our guest and Jenna Cantor as our guest host. Dominic is a doctor of physical therapy and certified strength and conditioning coach. He earned this after graduating from Mayo Clinic School of Health Sciences in Rochester, Minnesota in 2018. He is a member of the American Physical Therapy Association, attending many events nationwide to advocate for the advance of the physical therapy profession, as well as accessibility to higher quality of care. As a recent member of APTA Student Assembly Board of Directors and active advocate for healthcare reform, Dominic likes to focus his efforts on systemic healthcare change. He was an avid coach, unified partner, and volunteer coordinator for the Special Olympics. He has now relocated to Los Angeles, where he coaches people into their bodies using a unique approach of health and lifestyle consulting in the areas of mindset, movement, and meals through his company, The Wellness Destination. Dominic focuses his services on the true and authentic connection he hopes to create with patients, clients, or those who are looking for help on their health journey. Then he may be able to help empower individuals, overcome barriers, and create true progress and independence on their lifelong healing journey. So on today's podcast interview, Jenna and Dominic talk about social media. So Dominic is, a, is just killing it. And today they talk about how to choose the right social media platform for your target audience, the importance of developing engagement with your content, and how to stay authentic and avoid the negatives of social media use. So a huge thanks to Dominic and Jenna for recording this live at Graham Sessions a couple of weeks ago back in Nashville. So everyone enjoy. Hello, this is Jenna Cantor with Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. Super excited to be here at Graham Sessions 2020 with Dominic Fraboni, who I know from Student Assembly, running for that, the Board of Directors, and then also now on social media, which is our big focus because he has been putting a lot of work specifically on Instagram. So I wanted to have a discussion on this journey with, I'm going to call you Dom now. I'm going to, let's I'm, get casual. This, yeah, let's kind of make it casual <laughs> with, with, with Dom. So Dom, first of all, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thanks for having me and being interested in what I might have to say. It's been kind of a journey um, this past six months with a lot of changes for me, especially career-wise, location-wise, and the social media thing. You just want me to dive in a little bit? Actually, first let's start with why you chose Instagram, because when choosing a social media platform, they, you're thinking of a specific audience. So would you mind diving into that so people can start picking their brain and thinking, 
even if Instagram is where their audience is? So I, I think my choice in platform was a little um, less, had a little less to do with what I was wanting and just happened more by chance. You know, I, I started dating somebody who has a big following and noticed some of them started taking a liking in, in me or an interest in me. And it was at that point that I realized, hey, Instagram, I've wanted to find a place I can start creating some content, whether it's recording exercises, whether it's just putting out thoughts, thought-provoking things for potential clients or potential humans. I'm all about getting access to good information out to the humans <laughs> so that they can make the decisions for themselves. And we know in this online era and the age of information, I would love to be contributing to what I think can be you know, more trustworthy information that's online. So I started getting this Instagram following and I'm like, okay, let's do this. You know, let's put out some content. And I think it worked great for that because a lot of times people go to Instagram for content of that sort. So I'm like, hey, great marriage. So that's kind of how choosing Instagram as a platform came about more by chance than by my direct choice. What made you figure, how did you figure out what your content would be on? Yeah, that's another great question. Um, kind of in my purpose moving into this career as a professional, uh, I always said I want to empower people to independence in their journey, right? And then kind of my themes that came out of that were movement. I'm a doctor of physical therapy, so clearly movement is huge to me and how I deal with clients and patients. Um, mindset, because I do also understand that in the psychosocial realm of how we treat humans and how we deal with humans, our mindset, our emotions, our, our mental state has a lot to do with how we feel physically and how we move and meals. So I'm like, hey, maybe if my content surrounded those three themes, that can be my shtick, the mindset, the movement, and the meals. And it had a little, a little bit of a ring with the three M's there, right? So um, that's where I just started with those three things in mind. And trying not to question myself was the biggest thing going in where, where you asked, hey, how do you know what kind of content to put out? I didn't know. I, had, I knew I had these people following me and that they might be interested in what I have to say. So my first step was just doing it, was starting to put out content and asking questions. If you ever have a time online where you have people following you and you don't know what they want, ask them. <laughs> and so I started asking questions. I was very lucky to have people around me who had kind of gone through a transition like this into putting themselves out there. And a lot of what they said is, just do it. You know what you're good at. You know what you're passionate about. These people have started following you for a reason. The ones that need to hear it will resonate. And the ones that want certain things will let you know when you ask. So I started asking questions to the people that were following me. And I also just started putting out content and realizing what it was that people resonated well with. And for you, how did you, what were your measures that you were using to go, oh, this is what they want to see from you? And on that note, we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Dom's answer. This episode is brought to you by NetHealth. NetHealth's outpatient EMR and billing software, Redoc, powered by XFIT, provides an all-in-one software solution with guided documentation workflows to make it easy for therapists to use and streamline billing processes to help speed billing and improve reimbursement. You can check out NetHealth's new tip sheet to learn four ways that outpatient therapy providers can increase patient engagement in 2020 at go.nethealth.com slash patient engagement 2020. So I like to say that 
and a lot of people in social media will want to try to separate <laughs> the success of their posts and their media from the likes and the comments and that stuff. And it can get really kind of um, cloudy in our head as, oh, why did this not have as many likes as this? And so really early on when I started doing this, I tried separating myself from likes. <laughs> Everyone wants a lot of likes on their stuff and it really is not likes on your post that mean people are engaging with it or connecting with it. Um, the things that I really started to realize is the more direct messages, the more DMs or the more comments that people are connecting with or saying like, hey, I, I love this. I tried it. It feels this way. Or I'm glad you shared that. Thanks so much for sharing more about yourself, whatever. Um, that means that I'm connecting with them personally in some manner. And so I liked to kind of dive into those ones that got a lot of personal direct messages or comments. And, and I'm big when it comes to feel and the energy between an interaction with people. So when I got interactions back from people that fueled that same purpose or energy, that was the reason I put that post out. There we go. Like those are my metrics. And I live in more of a subjective world myself because <laughs> research makes me cringe a little bit sometimes. Um, but it's the feel that you can't get away from. So when I had people responding to me that made me feel something, I, I understood that maybe they took something away from that that made them feel something inside. So try to steer, steer away from becoming obsessed with likes or comments and really steer towards and into the things that you know people feel something when they read it and will connect with it and reach out because of that. And that's where I feel like I've helped to engage my audience a little more. I love that. And with all the content that you're doing, how do did you figure out how often you're going to be posting? Yeah, so like the frequency is huge too because consistency breeds trust. You know, people, although we are putting out this free content and it does take time to put together, you know, people like following, you know, people or content providers that they know are going to be there for them or that they know are going to be there and continue to, to put that out. So... I'd say the first thing was like, okay, I need to be consistent. And um, initially when I was starting this, I, I had a little more time on my hands and I was, I decided, okay, I can take Sundays off and I'll post six times a week. And then I realized as I started getting more coming onto my schedule that that was a bit tough. And so I landed on doing something about three times a week, three to four times a week and making sure I'm very consistent in that but then also engaging when possible and making sure that those connections that are made aren't just done because I need to make my three posts a week. Again, it all has to come from this intention inside me. So whether it ends up being two times a week or six times a week, I know that it's all still coming from this great energy that I, I trust and I'm behind what I'm putting out. Again, to create those relationships, whether online or whether in person or whether just through DMs or comments, we are creating relationships and connections with these people in some way. And so if the post I can put out has a slight influence on that energy that might drive them to be open to different options, then that's what I'm going to put out. I've landed somewhere in that realm of three or four days just based on how much other work I have in my collective sphere right now. But I think that's plenty for me to continue that frequency of engagement to make sure people know that I'm, I'm going to show up. Do you have to know everything to start something on Instagram? Yes. If you're not an absolute expert, then you... No, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> not. Um, and I think it, if you look through Instagram pretty quickly, you'll realize that not everybody is an absolute expert or knows everything in what they're posting. And I, I hear a lot of 
PTs or specifically younger PTs who will see other pages and be like, what the heck is this? Like, this isn't how it is, or this isn't how you should do that exercise, or like, wow, they aren't even paying attention to this. And my, my thing to them is like, well, record an exercise and put it out. Or record a video of yourself doing it and say, like, this is how I do it. Not to bash or be against that person. I'm very, very much so against calling people out. I put my air quotes over that, even though we're on audio. But calling people out or having turf wars with other people because you don't agree with them. We don't have to agree. We do also just have to understand that there are a lot of people that are open to those other routes. Right. And this isn't for PTs. This is for people. Yeah. So leave your ego at the door, leave your ego away from your phone and put out great content that, that you know you can stand behind and you won't have to worry about that as much. Yeah. I love that so much. What has been the biggest lesson you've learned since really diving into your consistency and all your content on Instagram? Yeah. Be authentic and trust yourself. Um, it's really empowering. <laughs> well, one, when you find that empowerment within you, just to say like, I know what I know and I know where that comes from. And when you sit in that space, no matter what you put out or what someone says about it can impact that. And so, yeah, I spend time on posts that I put out and they don't go anywhere. Maybe I have a slight bit or a question in my head, like what happened there? Why did that not get that following? But I don't emotionally attach myself to any expectation on that. Um, so the biggest challenge is the expectation of yourself or the comparison bug that might come out. Instagram's doing this thing where they're taking away the ability to see likes on a lot of posts now, which I think in a lot of aspects is great because there are a lot of people in these younger generations that are going through anxieties and depressions because of this technology addiction, which is a whole nother topic. Um, you just opened up a barrel of worms right in the end. <laughs> totally. And that's the initial reason I never wanted to get into this because I knew technology draws on these very addictive processes to get people to continue to use and to continue to abuse those processes until literally we are physiologically addicted. And that's why I stayed away from it. And instead, knowing that that can happen and the intent from where I'm coming, I know that we can use these processes that may be addictive to get great information out to people and to help them understand and have access to that kind of stuff. So, yeah, my biggest challenge challenges going back to your initial question was, you know, comparison and seeing what other people are doing, which is why I brought up the likes and like, oh, they got that many likes and they have this many followers and this and that, you know, like you start wanting to do that in your head. Again, shut those things down right away because you don't know what their purpose is or where the people that follow them are coming from or what they're looking for. And so be authentic and try not to get that comparison bug on your shoulder. <laughs> Boom shakalaka. I love that. So where can people find you on the Insta of the gram? So if you type in doctor, just D-R Dom DPT, it's Dr. Dom DPT. You can find me. I put out stuff on movement, mindset, and meals. And my goal is to empower you to independence in your journey because um, everybody could use a little bit of good information to maybe open up what other possibilities could be on your path. I love that. So thank you for everyone who tuned in to listen to this podcast. You can also get that information on where to find Dom in the bio as well. Dom, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks. This has been amazing, Jenna. I love getting to see you here at Graham Sessions, and thanks for interviewing me. So a huge thank you to Jenna and Dom. What great advice from Dominic. Thank you so much. And, of course, thanks to our sponsor for today's episode, NetHealth. 
Their outpatient EMR and billing software, Redoc, powered by XFIT, provides an all-in-one software solution with documentation workflows and streamlined billing processes. You can check out NetHealth's new tip sheet to learn four ways that outpatient therapy providers can increase patient engagement in 2020 at go.nethealth.com slash patientengagement2020. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to the podcast at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media.